Sunday, June 9, 2019, 6.38 p.m. Had fun at the party last night. Met some new people. I started experiencing the headache and tilting thing, but I ignored it. It made me sad that I couldn't ride and getting afraid that I might not be able to. I made the observance that with unpleasant or scary things, I either avoid it or dive right in. I don't know how correct it is. I enjoyed seeing people out of cycling gear. I left at 9.45 and texted VL. You were texting earlier in the day and I liked it. I went home and went straight to bed. I thought about contacting A, but decided against it. K texted earlier that she was sorry and that things were getting crazy. I appreciated the text and asked if she wanted to speak on the phone, but no reply. I slept well, very well, maybe too well. I woke up at 9. I don't know what happened to my alarm. I had a vivid dream involving VL. I went to a bar alone in Manila, drinking wine. She and I were texting. She was home and dancing. I wanted to go home because I had an early ride the next day, but then I had a flat. I googled the nearest tire place. It turned out that the tire place was 24-7 and there were a lot of people with flat tires. For some reason, it operated like a comic book store with a lot of weird knickknacks behind the counter. I told her what happened and she said that her apartment was above a tire shop that her ex-husband co-owned. It turned out I went to his shop and she said she will be right down. The man who received me was all smiles. He introduced me to a brunette girl with a bob who seemed giggly and fidgety. She checked out my truck and I kept talking to the man. He was kind, had curly, had a curly beard and slick back hair. He told me that the brunette had a crush on me. I kinda panicked because it's so random. She wasn't my type, but I was nice and smiled. I turned around and the woman was very close to my face and chest while explaining my flat tire. I backed away and she followed. She hugged me and I sort of hit my head and got dizzy aside from being uncomfortable as hell. VL finally arrived and I disengaged from the hugger. She had a journal of some sort with her, lined white paper. She was writing on it with red ink. The first words she wrote were, reading the significance of Saturday. And she already had a whole paragraph going. I wanted to go pee. I couldn't tell her yet for some reason. Maybe because it wasn't that urgent. I woke up before I could ask her why she was writing in red ink. I had breakfast and fired up a lecture. Buffalo Chick texted that she ate a pot brownie last night. I thought she accepted drugs from strangers, but her best friend had it in his freezer. She felt relaxed and slept well. I suggested CBD if she's into it. I'm not sure why I have a negative reaction to people who take drugs. I'm aware, though, that we sometimes see what we don't like about ourselves and others. I don't like that I can't control some things about myself or that I perceive myself as will not be able to fight an addiction if I start one. I am not willing to go through that just to prove myself wrong. Light banter with VL. It's nice. 
I feel I can and am a little too intense. Or I feel I can be and am a little too intense. I don't like that I'm clingy and that I feel good when people re interact with me. I let the conversation fizzle and just concentrated on the lectures as best I can. I fought the urge to text Buffalo Chick until a little while ago, but it's not fulfilling. I wanted to take my mom to the museum, but she was asleep. When she woke up, she had a let's get us over with demeanor, and I didn't tell her where I wanted to go. She left to go to the store, and I let her. She asked if I wanted to come with, but I'm not dressed yet. I'm getting sad again. I feel like pushing everyone away and gluing myself to the couch. I try to find meaning in my social interactions, but most of it feels empty and shallow and it is tiring. I didn't glue myself to the couch. Passing the bar will make me feel better and open better doors. The key lies in the lectures. I just don't know why I am craving attention. I am so afraid of failing. My fall feels like a failure, although I know it's not. I feel like none of my social interactions with women will be fruitful while I haven't resolved what I need to resolve. I've deleted all but one app. I am trying to build things I can center myself on like the cycling, the yoga, the bar, Casper, but like half of that was taken from me when I fell. What is a cyclist who doesn't ride? <laughs> I guess an out of commission cyclist. I'm not sure why I'm all whiny. I'm not sure why I couldn't really focus on what I love about myself when I tried to mentally list them down aside from a cursory list. I understand the need to not depend on people because I've been disappointed when I've been let down. It's inevitable because people are people. But I've been letting myself down too and I don't quite know what to do about that. Forgive and be slash do better sound nebulous and I don't have a clue how to operationalize that into my life except to keep going. I have never felt more alone and isolated. I'm looking forward to letting these feelings pass. Thank you, C. Sunday, July 9, 10.10pm. 10, I said the last two updates seemed too sad. I got it together and showered. I then was kind to myself and asked about what would really please at me at the moment. I said getting a new journal, catching up on my backlog, and hanging out at a cafe the rest of the evening while listening to music. I did all of that. I noticed I had a grin on my face most of the time. I can do this and I'm going to be okay. Monday, June 10, 2019, 1.43 p.m. I said, hi, just wondering if you were able to secure the 10.30 spot tomorrow. And she said, yes, see you at 10.30. I said, perfect, thank you. 7.25 p.m. Hi, C. I stayed at the cafe until they closed at 9. It felt good just being there and doing something for myself. I found myself smiling. I finally have my journals back and I like them again. I am trying not to attribute attribute it to things being positive with Buffalo Chick or VL or whoever. Being okay with Buffalo Chick is helping me go through the slog of writing through nice memories, though. I loved, loved, loved my memories then. I seemed so happy training and studying for the ethics exam. 
It even seemed like I was confident about the MS-150. I found myself wanting to be that confident about the bar and thinking of ways how I can apply the same quote-unquote training mentality to the process of preparing. I picked up carrots for Casper and went home. I continued to journal until I felt sleepy. I noticed that it has been about a week or so since I've had an orgasm and oddly I wasn't aroused. I read my text history with A and got myself off once. Weird. I slept soundly and woke up at 7.30. I tried to go back to sleep but couldn't. I left the bed at 8. I did breakfast. I watched a lecture and got ready for the gynecologist. Everything seemed good. I did leave my journal and study notes in the lobby and I had to go back for them. While waiting for the doctor, I found out that my phone is not able to make calls and it is a hardware problem. I was still able to talk to a recruiter asking me to consider an ongoing project in DC though. It won't slash can't start until months from now, so it is potentially perfect. Not as much money as the project that fell through, but I'll be getting experience and a security clearance. I went to the Apple store, but it was not fruitful. I went to get my phone repaired and went home without it. I studied and wrote up my homework for therapy. It felt good, but I knew that I was missing my phone and thinking about the texts that I am missing. I went back at the appointed time to their phone repair place and they didn't have an answer yet. They are asking me to wait until they get the proper part working and then I'll know if I have to cough up cash for a new phone. I didn't like that I am in a position where this sort of unexpected expense is a bother to me. I'm certain that if I ask for help from my parents, they would be glad to help, but I don't want to tap the option. I turn my day around by studying, writing my homework, going to get boba tea, and just consoling myself that I will be okay with or without any of these people that I am letting myself get affected by. And Casper. I'm trying to acknowledge that isolation is as necessary as a necessity and a tool for me to achieve my goals. I'm still so very attracted to the idea of buffalo chick though. I'm trying not to let my feelings run away from me like it has so many times. Thank you, see, I'll see you at 10.30 tomorrow. Tuesday, June 11, 2019, 6.34 p.m. I got home last night a little frustrated that I didn't resolve my technology issues. Almost as if I didn't have the brain cells to make the decision. I had dinner, I showered, and watched a couple of lectures before heading to bed. Buffalo Chick texted me earlier when she was about to sleep. I have always liked that about her. I saved the screenshot of the message that she enjoys my friendship so I could keep myself in line. I guess it's working as well as it can. I went to bed and I couldn't sleep. I was playing words with friends. Buffalo Chick and I started a game. I told her I wanted to play. Communicated with someone from Tinder about my phone drama. Not looking to start anything with her and just letting it fizzle out. I've deleted all the other apps except Tinder. I didn't sleep until 2 a.m. I was in pain. Even playing with myself. I did just two reading A's messages. This shows me just how gay I am. <laughs> I didn't work for me. 
and made the pain worse. I was thinking about how I can't fully function. I can't even breathe that deeply. If I exert myself during the day, I pay for it at night. I couldn't have buffalo chick or anyone. Then I just focused on my breathing deeply and relaxing every muscle in my body. That finally worked. I woke up and buffalo chick played her turn. I then had a fantastic turn and I slept and I said I slept at two. She said I should have texted her. She was up for various reasons. I said I thought she was asleep and I already whined to her most of the day about my phone drama. I also thought that if we texted each other during the night, neither of us will get to sleep much, but I didn't say it. I did say that we are both such dorks for just texting and that next time she can't sleep, she can just text me. I had breakfast and knocked out a lecture. I have a renewed appreciation for diversity, jurisdiction, and the Erie Doctrine. I finished a part of the lecture a little more confident about civil procedure. Still working on that today and tomorrow. I'm taking my time on it because it's one of my weak subjects. I showered and went to go see you. I felt great going into therapy. Not to question it, but I think I was self-conscious about being sad, so I am compensating. Whether it's fake or not, whether it's compensating, or I'm artificially buoyed by the recent interactions by buffalo, with Buffalo Chick, I'm pleased that I feel lighter. I was also excited to discuss the homework. It was difficult to do. I looked at what I perceive as huge flaws in my personality, and even then I feel I only scratched the surface. That's why I wished I could see what you see. But it's objective, and that's not something I'm in a position to do. I felt a little deflated after a session. I don't like that I get boosts from other people instead of from things that I do for myself. I do like that I'd rediscovered the joy of escaping away to some cafe and just journaling the evening away. I suppose that's what cycling did for me. I couldn't wait to go do it. I look forward to it. I enjoy studying and I'm disappointed that I have taken that joy and privilege for granted. I went to the Apple store after a session and booked an appointment. I selected a healthy lunch from the food court, tofu and rice, green beans on the side, and then ate four mini cinnamon rolls afterward. <laughs> I hung out and read my notes while waiting for my appointment. I was able to get a new version of my phone and I'm very happy with it. I drove to my dermatologist and I endure, endured the injections. They're quite painful and I got through them by doing yoga breaths. I went straight home and watched a lecture. I had a snack. I'm feeling a little disoriented, but I'm fighting through it. I also got two inquiries from a recruiter about a job in DC and one in Maryland that will likely take me. The project will start June 20th. I slightly panicked and got tempted. I almost reached out to someone, but I made the decision myself. I'm not in a position to jeopardize my chances in the bar. There will be tons of work, local and out of state, when I get a license. I still feel lonely. I really don't have friends to spend time with in town. I don't really have the time anyway, and now I'm physically unable to even ride a bike. I think about what I would have liked I to tell me when I was studying for the bar before. 
I wanted her to tell me she will love me whether or not I pass, that she loves me, always will, and that she will be right there while I study. I will have to tell these things to myself. Discussing I earlier made me a little sad and it shook my confidence about not being too concerned about her. It made me think about the beach house again where we would have escaped to during the weekends. I had planned a life and it's gone and I'm trying to fashion a new life for me and I'm not having a lot of success with it. Wednesday, June 12, 2019, 5.16pm. See, developing slight chance that I am not physically able to go to you tomorrow. I was told to go to the ER by my doctor for the increased abdominal pain, and I'm told there's a possibility of being kept overnight. I'll keep you posted. I'm leaning on I'll make it, but I thought I'd let you know. She said, oh no, keep me posted. Let me know what the doctors say. 6.51, she asked, any word? And I said, hi, less chance of me being held overnight is all I'd got just now. Waiting to do an ultrasound. Pretty confident I'll see you tomorrow. I said, hi, see. I was exhausted from being out most of the day yesterday. I was glad to just sit at home, have dinner, and watch my lectures. I decided to stop around 9.30 and go to bed. I didn't get to sleep until 1 a.m. I was in a lot of pain and I kept trying to make myself comfortable, but I can't. I knew I was sleepy, but I couldn't sleep. I sexted a little with A, but didn't speak on the phone. I didn't come. I was in pain and I was tired. I fell asleep finally. I woke up and my pain was even worse. I texted a little with Buffalo Chick. It's not funny flirty banter anymore. It's nothing deep. It's just being there. I did feel lonely this morning. I said about searching for a platonic cuddle buddy last night. I think I found one. Possibly Monday. A woman. Feels good. No strings. Just cuddles and talking. I have been feeling touch-starved. I had my lecturers to keep me company. And Casper, poor thing. He needs attention too from time to time. The pain. I, I couldn't sit. It became distracting enough that I decided that I didn't want to waste time and go to my PCP, only to be told to suck it up and let my body heal. I did finally do a virtual visit with my doctor to ask him if this is normal from any from my injury and if I needed to go see my PCP. He said that this isn't normal and that I should head to the emergency room as soon as possible. I almost didn't believe him. I thanked him and said I will go. I accepted that it is what needs to be done. I felt frustrated, but I set about making the best of it. I collected my things and reading materials and told myself there's a lot of downtime for reading at the ER. I checked in and read. They took my blood and stuff. There was a lady with a severed finger in a Ziploc bag with some ice. I felt very uncomfortable, but I managed to console her and ask her what happened, and she cut her finger off cutting food samples. The doctor is thinking I might have to be admitted because of the abdominal pain, but waiting for CT scan. It's related to the fall. They gave me morphine 30 minutes ago. Never had it before. It then occurred to me that if I'm going to be here overnight, then I'll have to explain my whereabouts to my family. I did to my aunt, my sister, and my cousin. Morphine didn't work for the pain. Much. CT scan is clear, but they want to do an ultrasound, giving me different meds. They think it's an injured gallbladder. 
R checked on me and offered to come see me and bring baked goods. It's nice of her. I'm getting woozy. Maybe morphine finally kicking in. Weird that it's delayed. I feel frustrated, but I'm going to meditate a bit and think myself out of this little hole I found myself in, then read my notes. Thank you, C. Sorry about the uncertainty. If anything changes, I'll let you know immediately. She said, so they might still admit you? And she said, let's plan on canceling so you can rest and we will do a FaceTime session. I said, smaller chance they'll hold me. I'll know for sure tonight after ultrasound. And even then, I'm just in Memorial Hermann. I can drive. As much as the potential for seeing Thor and Gator is tempting, I don't want to cancel if I can get up and see you. And I said, hi, see. We'll be leaving here tonight so I can see you tomorrow. It's at 8.28 p.m. And at 9.46 p.m., she said, okay, if you are sure, can you come at 3 instead of 12? That will give you some more time. Very sure. And thank you. 3 p.m. sounds good. She sent me a smiley and said, go to bed. Thursday, June 13, 10.34 a.m. She asked me, how are you feeling? And I said, less pain, not groggy, able to study. Thank you for asking. And she said, great, I also have a one open if you would rather come in earlier, or three works great too. And I said, I'll take the one o'clock. Casper and I will see you then. And I said, Thursday, June 13, 2019, 7, 18 p.m. Hi, C. Last night after being discharged, I went to get some dinner. After a quick bite at a Thai place I haven't tried, I went home. I was exhausted. I didn't shower and I felt gross. Seeing the package with Buffalo Chick Surprise made my day and I told her. I slept on the couch. It was for the best because of the position anyway. I slept well. I woke up at my alarm. It helped that it was in a spot little away from me. I replied to Buffalo Chick's message and played words with friends for a little bit. I got up and let Casper out. It's a surprisingly mild spring day. I made a quick breakfast and decided I will watch my videos on the patio while the weather is nice. Casper is appreciating the time outside. I texted with Buffalo Chick a little bit. Around 11, I prepared and ate lunch. Then I hopped in the shower. I was starting to feel off about Buffalo Chick and about my plan to hack my brain and get physical comfort for a stranger, from a stranger. It's like I'm not thinking or ignoring what is glaringly obvious. It's because I can't see what could happen for me and that I am not believing that I can have and deserve a relationship that will be fulfilling on all fronts. And so I settle. I am also imagining that I might have to throw everything and everyone out the window and just resign myself to the fact that I will not attract anyone healthy while I am in this state. I hesitate to call myself unhealthy, but that is what I am. I'm not sure I can ever be healthy, but I know I can only be myself. Hoping that I can continue to live with me and my choices, or just start making smarter choices. Just have never been able to guard my heart and love myself more than I love another person. I almost didn't want to take Casper with me because I was feeling a little low and I know Casper would brighten things up for me. I figured you will know how I feel anyway and so I took him with me. 
I think I've been feeling a little sad since the Tuesday session. I think I can pinpoint it to the moment when we noticed that I got all sniffly when I started talking about I. It reminded me of what I lost. Bouncing back from that is getting better, though. I left the session feeling a little confused. I'm not sure why I feel like I am not doing a great job at improving myself when there are signs left and right that I am. I feel like there's a cloud preventing me from seeing the big picture. What is a little more scary is I may be waiting for someone or something else to point out to me that I am doing well, so I can take my cue from that. I have so much self-doubt, especially about my intelligence. I noticed it earlier and I mentally told myself that I am smart. I don't feel brilliant though, like I used to be, like how I was described by people before. Sometimes I settle for the thought that I am just a less vibrant version of myself nowadays. I know it's dangerous. I don't believe myself sometimes when I say positive things, and I wait for other people's confirmation of it. Part of it is trying to eliminate subjective personal bias by getting objective opinions about other people. I know that the tricky part is not many will believe me if I don't believe in me. The trickier part is how I sometimes think well of myself, but I just doubt it. I went to get a car wash with Casper and then dropped him off at the groomer. The poor thing was vibrating. He was a little scared. He's good friends with the groomer, though, and he ended up looking great. While waiting, I went to get milk tea nearby. I decided if things will go down with feet, with buffalo chicks soon, I will need to write down the past couple of months already. I worked on a few days worth of updates and I did it until the groomer called to say he's ready. I chatted with the pet store people and took pictures of Casper. We went home and I cooked dinner. I was texting R and she said Casper was cute and so was I. I like that she is nice. Buffalo Chick didn't text but did a words with friends turn. I tried to think of a way to slowly disengage and it will have to be done in each and every encounter. I can and should back off. She's probably thinking the same thing. I don't know how to go about it. Any of it. I'm going to have dinner and watch my lectures. I find myself wishing my brain will see things for how clear and simple everything really is. This seems like it is just another emotionally abusive situation and it might be that that I am the one abusing myself. Oh, and earlier, my friend from California's mother, A, was texting with me in French. She was very sweet and is keen on giving me lessons despite living in Brazil and having a two-hour time difference. I love that. Thank you, C. Friday, June 14, 2019, 10.26 a.m., I said, good morning. Any chance that you have a free slot today? She replied at 12.35. She said, I'm not. I'm sorry. What's going on? I said, when I woke up and didn't see a text from Buffalo Chick, I felt bad and I knew I have some sort of addiction. So I reached out to you because it terrified me. I felt bad last night also. I confided in R and it helped encourage me to stay away. VL texted me last night asking how my recovery is doing. We texted a little and it was pleasant and so positive. She's out of town, but we will hang out sometime. 
I felt a little stronger as the morning wore on, but I but in a moment of weakness, I reached out to Buffalo Chick. Conversation is on its way out. I know she is unable to give me what I want, but I have trouble remembering it, especially when she gives me breadcrumbs. I had hoped to see you, but I had doubts about your availability this late. Thank you for checking. I'm watching lecture videos, and perhaps, perhaps not oddly, it's working to make me feel better. Friday, June 14, 6.26 p.m. I pissed away my evening last night being miserable about Buffalo Chick, telling R about it, checking in with VL, and she texted first, yay, and responding to some woman's offer of fun. She said I looked super cute and responded with her picture. Kind of pretty and petite 40s blonde. I got scared and I didn't reply. I was in physical pain and I couldn't get comfortable until 1. I took a cyclobenzaprine and tried to sleep. I slept until 9.30. I woke up being very disappointed with myself for even responding to the woman, for longing slash lusting after a buffalo chick, for making my mood dependent on other people, and for sleeping in. I texted you. I woke up to messages of good morning from R. She texted me throughout the day. At this point, I had so far forgotten I had taken the muscle relaxant at night last night. Said, I had breakfast and then I watched lectures. I caved and texted Buffalo Chick before noon. It was meh. I'm meh. I must have skipped lunch because I was snacking while watching. I was then starting to be drowsy again and fell asleep. I transferred to the bed. I then remembered that I took the muscle relaxant and it had a long effect on me at the last time I took one. That's the day of the accident. I took an hour-long nap. I felt horrible and groggy and I swore I won't touch the medicine ever again. Trying to be centered, but I find myself angry at myself for being uncomfortable when Buffalo Chick is not giving me what I want. I have made her presence in my life toxic. I'm afraid that I can't be with anyone unless I've sorted out my emotional messes. Going to try to focus on watching lectures. I've finished all I've needed for today, but I want to do more and catch up. Thank you, C. 8.26 p.m. She said, don't be so hard on yourself. This is a marathon, not a sprint. This is all part of your journey. We have to smash boulders along the way. That can be painful. You are doing great. And she sent me a little image that said, psychology says, when you focus on problems, you will have more problems. When you focus on possibilities, you will have more opportunities. And I said, I decided to go out and get groceries. I was driving and admiring the sunset when suddenly had an appreciation for how simple my life really is. I was hoping I had the strength not to screw things up and complicate it unnecessarily. That's when you sent your text. Thank you. Smiley face. 8.27 